Hi guys, welcome back to my lovely podcast today. Um, Today we are filming at home and not in the studio because I had a lot of things with finals these past couple of weeks and um, I wanted to film at home because it's quicker and it's easier and it's more efficient and I'm actually going to start releasing podcast episodes on Saturdays and Wednesdays now. I may have a little break during um like winter break probably for like a week or so because of christmas and everything but i'm really excited to start filming all of my videos even if i'm here in my home or at the studio so i'm really excited to be able to be doing this and to you know broadcast everything out out to all of you so i'm really excited about all of that and um, I hope you guys are doing good with your school and your studies, wherever you go to school and whatever you study. <laughs> um, I currently go to school at Fordham University at Lincoln Center. And um, my major is digital. Oh, oh, my God. New media and digital design. And um, so far, it's been great. I just took my first introductory class for that. And I got a 95 in the class, which is amazing. I love the teacher. So uh, kudos to her and everything. Um, next, sem- next semester, though, I'm taking coding and like digital communication. And I'm also taking a marketing class at our business school. Because if you don't know, my minor is in marketing at Gabelli School of Business. So um, yeah, I'm really excited to be able to do this. And another little announcement before we get started on the podcast topic for today is that I am starting my own digital marketing slash creative marketing agency. And I'm really, really excited for this because it's something that I've been wanting to do since like forever. And um, she's going to be legit. And, you know, I have to do, like, the whole, like, LLC thing. I have to do this and that, et cetera, et cetera. I already have a client underway. But if you want to um, check it out, the Instagram is uh, Moza Agency. Um, It is M-O-Z-Z-A and then A for agency um, if you want to go check it out. As well as that, well as it is in my bio of my actual Instagram, which is at Miyamari. and yeah that's basically what i have to say about that and i'll talk more about that later in the podcast and everything but yeah uh well not this episode but like later more in the podcast because we're definitely going to start that up in the new year and i have a lot of good things in mind that i have for it as well as already potential clients so i'm very grateful for that and um yeah let's get on with the topic that we have for today so the topic for today's discussion is how academic validation kind of influences other parts of your life and um basically the title for this one i have my little notebook because you know i don't like having my thoughts all jumbled around and i feel like i want to like structure it but the official title is how academic validation translate into validations in other aspects of your life i look like a news reporter if you're watching like the video video i look like a news reporter right now um that would be cool to go into considering that i like have a podcast but um no <laughs> um watch i say watch i like become a news reporter at like cnn or something like that after and i look back at this and be like yeah 19 like you said like you didn't want to do this and now look at look at you like you're doing it but <laughs> but anyways um 
So yeah, I really wanted to talk about that because it was on a list of potential episode ideas that I had. And it was also another contender of um, responses that I got on my Instagram and um someone said that and then I asked my sister I was like what should I talk about I sent her a list and then my sister's also my assistant by the way (laughs) because I needed a lot of help a lot of help at the beginning of December and especially during final season with this like I needed a lot so she was like I can help you and I was like okay I'll like pay you a little something I guess but um so um, she picked out this episode title and I was like, hmm, I'm going to break it down to subcategories. So I have like different little subcategories and little subtopics about this topic that I would absolutely love, love, love to talk about with all of you guys, because I feel like that's something that needs to be talked about, especially now that it's like final season. And the next episode that I will like release next Wednesday will also be something pertaining to that, but it's more so of like a recap of my sophomore year. And like, me being a college student in New York City. I kind of like like to do that like every semester with my podcast even though I've only had the podcast for about like three semesters now, I believe, um but consistently I'm trying to like consistently keep up with the podcast. Um yeah, so let's talk about how I feel about that little topic. Um it is true. I believe that the validation that you get when it comes to your academics does translate into the validations in other sectors of your life. And a big one I have with that is um, your self-esteem. That's a big one with me personally. I feel like if I don't get an A in the class or something like that, then I'm like, I'm a bad person or I'm not smart, I'm dumb or et cetera, et cetera. You make yourself kind of feel like a certain way. And I've talked to other people about this 100% and I told them I was like yeah like this is like how I feel about this and it's not a fun feeling to know that you are aware that your academic validation spirals and filters into your self-esteem and your you know your self-validation for yourself because it shouldn't feel like that it shouldn't feel like um it shouldn't feel like you are hindered in any way because you get a bad grade on a test or a paper or you get a bad grade in a class because I had a hard time dealing with that last year if you know you know about finite math like if you know um I actually really I've never told anyone my grade in that class and this is me being upfront and raw and honest with you guys I've never told anyone about my grade in that class and I've never told anyone my SAT or my ACT grade. And I kept telling people in high school, I was like, yeah, when we graduate, I'll like tell you it because it doesn't matter because I'll get into a good school. I got into a good school. Great. But at that point, I just like kind of forgot about it. And that's also another little thing that kind of ties into it. Um, but I don't want to get off track of what I was saying. But I never really tell anyone anything. I think it's because I learned a little bit for myself in high school because in high school, um, academic validation was a big thing like a big thing and that's also like a weird interesting crossover thing to really think about because I was in the gifted program in my high school as you most of you guys know like most schools have a gifted program for people who are gifted in English and math or English or math I was gifted in English so I was able to be in the program for English and um um I was always naturally a good writer 
yada 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 and it really built up my self-esteem a lot in high school because I was like oh I'm so good I'm in the gifted program for English out of everyone in my grade because there's like a select few of us that were like in this program and everything and I was also like you know encouraged to take AP classes because of my history grade and yada 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 and there's a really weird like this needs to be studied like this needs to be like a Harvard study or even a study at my own school because um they do research a lot here at Fordham they need to be like what's the correlation between the superiority complex of gifted children when they come to college and they realize everyone else around them is gifted and they're not special and they're not interesting and they're not the smartest or more interesting person in the room because when I came to college I was like oh my god I'm so smart I'm so smart and then come to find out like there's an honors program at my school obviously I'm not in the honors program um but I was obviously an honors and AP kid in high school and I was like why am I not in the honors program like I'm so smart I should be in the honors program at my school and um it made me kind of really self-reflect on myself not because of that but because there are so many other kids here who are smart as smart as me or even smarter than me some people are naturally smart some people had to work to be this smart you know and in some ways I feel like everyone's kind of naturally smart in their own way I'm naturally like academically I'm naturally good at history and English and I'm good at biology and certain sectors of math like uh algebra and trigonometry but I'm not good at geometry I'm not I've never taken a calculus class y'all I don't even know if I'm supposed to like admit that I've never taken a calculus class in high school I never took pre-cal um I it was weird I like jumped from like algebra to geometry to college math I don't know how I did it um I got an A in college math which is very and like geometry trick whatever it was my junior year but that was that was really impressive because I got an A in those last two things but it was also because like COVID (laughs) and then um because my last math was college math so it was surprisingly easier than high school math which was really surprising and also I had a really amazing teacher so Shout out to her. She lives in Hawaii. She's an amazing woman. And I hope to see her again one day because she was such an amazing woman and such a good role model. And all every one of us loved her in our senior class. And so I really like her. Um, but um, yeah, the correlation between that and then coming to college and then thinking you're like, at Wazoo, so amazing and everything. And like in reality, like you're not you're just like everyone else just deal with it (laughs) I mean if I'm really like really really being honest I had to tell myself that I was like oh my god like I'm not that smart or like I did kind of have like I'm not gonna say I'm not that smart I did kind of have like that mindset I was like oh yeah like I'm not really the smartest person in the room or like some of my classes this year people could just like they had a thought and it shot up their hand shot up I was like I have to like think about a thought and it made me feel like I like regressed as a person because I was so smart growing up and it made me feel like I regressed and at some points I did because college to me is all about remembering and memorizing it's not about learning in my opinion some classes especially classes in my major my minor and some arts classes I feel like I'm learning so much and certain classes like I took a class this semester which 
um, I was talking a little bit more about in my um, Wednesday podcast, but it was called uh, Spiritual Blues in the African-American Christianity. I took a class in that because I was like, I'm African-American. I grew up in the church. I know what it's like. But it was so interesting to learn a little bit more about it because you grew up in the church, but you don't really know majority of the history behind it. And it was really, really interesting to know that like, I can't really talk about most of it, but it was like interesting to know how things came to be. Um, that was the only class this semester besides my major class that I felt like I learned something in. And I don't want to get off topic because that's next week's, I mean, that's Wednesday's um, topic. So I don't want to like, I don't want to get into that. So, but yeah, basically what I'm saying is that coming to college made me realize that I wasn't the smartest or the most interesting person in the room. I was just like everyone else here. And my school, Fordham, last time I checked, the ACT uh, score to get in here between like a 28 or 29 to like obviously a 36. And um, so it was like, oh my God, like these people are like that level smart. And then I came in here and, you know, I did not, by the way, guys, I didn't get a 30 on my ACT. Um, but <laughs> it made me feel like, oh my God, like how am I in here with like these such smart people? or whatever and it also made me kind of realize like oh it's about your test taking strategies too um and how well you are with standardized testing me personally obviously when you're little i don't know how it is in other states but in north carolina you take a test called the eog the eog at the end of every uh semester or in the every nine weeks that's what we would call it and you would have to take it not to pass, but I thought it was to pass. I was like, oh my God, like if I don't pass the science one, I'm not going to go to fifth grade or something like that. But like, no, it was just there for us to like, for the state to see like, oh, is this kid learning? Is this kid doing this and that? The sun's coming out in my face. So that's really amazing. Um, Very beautiful. But it was just like there for that. Oh my god, the sun is so pretty on my face. Wait, that's so cute. Keep it up. Keep it up. But um yeah, and oh my gosh, it's like really bright. Like I don't know, you guys can like see me. Because my shadow's kind of like low-key in the way too. Ooh, post for the camera. Post for the camera. Ooh. Ooh. Sorry, like it's really cute. Um, but we had to take those tests. And um I thought I was standardized, like, you know, pass-fail. It wasn't. It was just to see where the state, like, where we were at, like, um, our school and the students individually and also as a state. And then that kind of helped out a lot with um, fueling my academic validation as a person. I would definitely say those type of things and different programs throughout my adolescent years fueled my academic validation to the point where when I got to college and I didn't get the grades that I wanted to in a class or like whatever I really really inflicted on my validation for myself because it made me realize like I'm not the smartest person in the room I'm not and I tell myself that um and I don't want to be the smartest person in the room I don't want to be that person because that means I'm in a room and I'm in a place where I am not growing and I remember someone saying that too. If you are the smartest person in the room, you should not be in that room because you need to be in a room with people who are smarter than you and constantly going up and up. Because if you're in a room 
and you're the you're the smartest person, most keen person, whatever. You shouldn't be in that room because it's going to stagnate you, and it's going to make you like regress as a person. And um, that's the whole thing about like me taking certain classes here, and that's how I felt in certain classes as well. I was like, why am I in here? Why am I doing this when I know this, et cetera, et cetera? And it kind of made me realize, like, oh, maybe I need to take more classes that challenge me. And maybe it does challenge me. Maybe I won't get the grade that I want in the class, but I challenged myself to do it. And I knew my limitations and I know what I need to do and what I shouldn't do and yada, yada, yada and stuff like that. So that was kind of like a correlation to that when it came to uh, the EOG. And then in high school, we took the EOC. And that was more like, dude, if you don't pass this class, like you got to take it again type of thing in high school. Um, So we obviously I graduated high school um I graduated high school it was weird because I went to two different high schools and when I graduated I graduated summa cum laude but then when I got my actual transcript back it said number one in the class so on record I was number one in my graduating class which also fueled that too. I was like, oh my God, yeah, I'm number one out of like, I think it was like 300 or something people or whatever. Um, Doesn't help because every other person here at the school or other high, like, you know, high inst- institutions, um, they were also valedictorian. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. And um, yeah, it, it really doesn't matter. But the thing with finals and academic validation and stuff like that, Finals is kind of like your last, like, hoorah. You're like, oh, God, like, I need to do well in my final so I can get really good academic validation and make myself feel amazing and be like, yeah, I aced the class or whatever. And if you don't do good on the final, you're like, oh, my God, like, da 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 And I had some people around me in the past who were so, oopsies, oh. I had some people around me who were so fixated on their grades so much and I was like dude I'm fixated on my grades too I want to be successful too but sometimes we need to calm down (laughs) calm down and like go get like a drink or something or like I don't know like just go do something and I don't know I think it's because in high school like once again we're tying this all back to my adolescence in high school because you know, that really set up the foundation for how I viewed myself when I first came to college, like I said before. Um, In high school, I was so uptight about my grades. I was like, I need to get an A. I need to do this and do that. I need to be in every club. I need to get this and that so I can have 50 million cords of graduation, which I had a good chunk of cords, which was amazing. But also graduation made me realize, and I know it's going to make me realize again when I graduate college, definitely, is that none of this stuff matters at the end of the day none of it matters and in high school you get the grades you get into a good college and you go none of it matters not the crying not the wailing and everything I mean it's like a stepping stone to get there but to really like beat yourself up over something that you really can't control which is an interesting thing to really talk about in this situation because academic things sometimes you can control it sometimes you can't and I don't like it when certain teachers be like I'm going to grade subjectively not objectively so you're telling me even if I have the right answer to this if it's not worded well you won't grade it as well as the next student which I think is bogus to me personally like if I was a professor if I was a professor I would be 
very, very lenient on my students. This is why I can't go into teaching or whatever. Maybe, like, eventually, like, as, like, a side quest in life, I'll, like, teach at, like, Columbia or come back here and teach, like, um, art and art class or something like that for fun, you know? But I really love the sun and my skin. It's so cute. It's actually, like, really cute. I really do like it. But, um, yeah, it ties all back to high school and everything because, um, once again, academic validation. And I remember in high school, we would always go around and ask each other, like, what's your GPA? What's your GPA? What's this? What's that? Da, da, da. And, like, when I came to college and people were like, what GPA do you have? And I told them, I was like, out of respect, I won't tell you what my GPA is. GPA is. No one knows what my GPA is. Um, except for obviously my academic advisor, of course. But like, no one knows what my GPA is. I could have a 4.0 right now. I could have a 3.8. I could have a 2.8. I could have a 3.3. I could have a 3.5. I could have a 3.65. No one knows my GPA, and I want to keep it that way. And the thing that kind of scares me about graduation but also gives me comfort is knowing that if I continue to work hard right now and get the grades that I want and network and everything and, like, make something out of myself, all of this won't matter at graduation. All the academic validation won't matter. And that's the thing I, like, really love about college is that every – like, it's, it's a space where, yeah, you, like – go to learn but also is a space that gives you the freedom to go out and do more things on the side as well whereas in high school you just went there and learned and the only things that was on the side was like sports that was it and everything so that's the thing I really do like about college I like how it gives you more of the freedom to be able to um do things besides school that's personally what I like about college and a lot of it made me realize like over time too with like the grades and stuff like that like oh Am I cut out for college? Do I want to go to college? Do I want to even be here? And it made me really think about it in that type of way because I was like, I don't know if I even want to be in college. I don't even know if I want to go to college anymore. Like, I contemplate so much um, transferring schools or going to school in Europe last year, my freshman year. I know a lot of people transferred or people were contemplating it. And it's because, like, I love this school. And it's amazing, but I want an atmosphere that's more um, laid back and chill about certain things. And also, I don't have to stress and have so much anxiety about my academics anymore. And I know if I go to Europe, of course, there's going to be academics because I still want to get a bachelor's degree at the end of the day. But it's also like I'm in Europe and I'm less stressed out than being in New York City, where it's kind of like life is like that. Or going to a college in the South, like a lot of my friends go to college in the South, like I feel like it would be less stressed out going to college over there. I don't know about the West. I have one friend that goes, I have a couple of friends that go to school in California. Um, I need to ask them about that. I'm like, how's college culture over there? Um, I feel like it's like half my face in the sun, half of it not. But yeah, um, I'm kind of like going on a ramble, but I really kind of hope it all makes sense as to like what I'm saying about academic validation translates into like validation in your own life and how it can really really affect you and um yeah and same thing like with like finals right now like it's kind of like the last hurrah but like it's really not and um yeah finals is interesting and the thing like with my self-esteem and uh validation 
it makes my self-esteem go down if I get a bad grade in a class. It really does. Now we're moving on to the topic of self-esteem, by the way, if you didn't know. Talked a lot about finals and kind of like the precursor of um, how this is from elementary school and high school. But um, like the topic of self-esteem, it really affects me in a way because it makes it seem like, oh, like um, I'm not doing well in a class, so I suck as a person. That's what it literally makes me feel like. Like, it makes me feel like, oh, I suck. I'm dumb. I'm not going to get that job. I'm not going to get that internship because I got a B minus in a class. And you have to kind of realize, like, my thing is now in college, if the A's outweigh the B's and the GPA goes up, you're doing something right. And that's what I say. And that's my little motto. Um, Of course, people like C's get degrees, but no one likes getting a C in a class, especially if you worked hard in the class. You know, everyone's gotten a C in a class. I know a bunch of people who's gotten a C in a class that they did not deserve to get a C in and everything, especially if you consistently work hard and try to like go to office hours, go to tutoring, go to this, go to that. And it just sucks. That's college. And um, it sucks. Um, My thing with that is I had to really kind of like break down my little view of like how I viewed it, how I view of how I viewed it last year, because um, my self-esteem tied a lot into my grades in high school and, and my superiority complex. I'm gonna say it. I had a superiority complex in high school because I was in gifted program. So I know some of you people did too. Um, but the whole thing about having a superiority complex and it made me kind of realize and maybe think it was like, oh, wait, like it's really not that big of a deal at the end of the day, because at the end of the day, I'm still going to get the same degree as everyone else. Same thing in high school. I still got the same diploma. We're all going to go different paths in our life. And it's literally like it's really not going to matter at the end of the day. So um, that really had to that was a lot of soul searching last year with my self-esteem, but we're good now and i'm very happy that we are good now with my self-esteem and i just want to tell you guys if you feel like the grade you get in a class affects your self-esteem please do a lot of inner work and realize that it doesn't like it doesn't and you shouldn't let it affect you that way just remember that those little letters or numbers and that little like 0.00 thing called a grade point average does not affect you i mean not affect you oh my god (laughs) does not define you as a person and it really doesn't define you as a person because you are a whole holistic person and a lot of even teachers a lot of teachers even agree with this how like it doesn't define you it doesn't define how smart you are it just defines how disciplined you are and I think it's kind of BS a little bit too because you can be so disciplined and try to do so well in a class and focus so much time in that class. But if it's just not clicking, then like, I don't know, like, you know. So don't really let it get to you that much. Just know that you are more than a letter and a number. Honestly, honestly, I have to tell myself that sometimes too. I'm like, as long as the GPA go up and the A's outweigh the B's, <laughs> I'm fine. And um, And also you have to like, trust yourself and let yourself know like at the end of the day you're gonna be okay and you're gonna be fine at the end of the day you are gonna be okay and you are going to be fine this is not forever remember that this is temporary do your best outside of this make yourself a holistic person for a job candidate for a job for grad school etc etc i promise you
there's so much more to yourself and so much more to your life than your grades. And it should not affect your self-esteem. You're beautiful. You're handsome. You're smart. You're kind. Da, 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 da. Those little things in our lovely institution of education does not matter. And I want you to realize that at the end of the day, you, you set yourself up for success. Not these people. You do. So remember that. And then I kind of already talked about my little notebook. I kind of already talked about like my different attitude with college and high school and how in high school, um, you know, I was very like, oh, what's your GPA? What's your GPA? What's this and that? And now in college, I'm like, no, I just feel like that's something that's personal because everyone's different. Everyone takes different classes. Everyone's in different majors and minors. Everyone's in different schools here. Like it, it like it, it just doesn't matter to me as much. And um, and then once again, the difference between like high school and college is also my self-esteem because in high school, I used to care so much about my grades and it used to affect my self-esteem and my academic validation. And now in college, it's kind of just like, oh, okay, got a 75 on a quiz. Let's go get coffee, you know, because at the end of the day, you know that you're going to be okay and you're going to be all right. And it's normal. Like everyone thinks I'm a very smart girl. And I think I am a very smart girl at the end of the day. And especially now that I'm talking about this and reflecting a lot of it, I do think I'm a very smart girl. I was naturally smart and I was naturally gifted in something. And I cherish that. However, I love how the sun is like moving. (laughs) However, um, I'm not always going to get an A in a class. I'm not always going to get a B in a class. And it's okay. uh, Like, don't stress yourself out about this because at the end of the day, you do you and I hope you do you well also the little flowers in the shadow if any of you guys are watching and wondering that's actually maybe I can like pull it over it's actually these flowers I made at the Lego store here in uh, on Fifth Avenue with my friend Amaya she came up for a little bit and we made Lego flowers that's actually my first Lego flower set because I never really had Lego flowers. I've always wanted beautiful big bouquet ones, but um, we're gonna have to wait off on that. <laughs> also, they're coming out with roses on January first, which I'm so excited because that's gonna be gorgeous. Also, the sun is going away, so me. But um, yeah, that's basically what I really have to say about today and how these are like interesting comparisons and also kind of relates to like comparing yourself to other people as well I guess we can talk about that before I end everything but you know because comparison is the thief of joy that's what I've said I think Kourtney Kardashian has said it at one point but it is it's the thief of joy and if you compare yourself to people so much it turns into jealousy and you don't want to turn into that because jealousy is an ugly disease and no one likes that my thing when I used to compare myself to people, I used to compare myself to people who were like in STEM here. I'm not a STEM girl. I and then it kind of made me realize I'm like, wait, I should not compare myself to people who have to get a 4.0 to get into med school because I, I ain't I ain't going nowhere near med school. I don't ask for a fact. Um, shout out to all my like STEM girlies, especially my black STEM girlies as well, because you know why not? 
Um, you guys are doing amazing because I wish I could do that. I, I wanted to be a veterinarian, but then I realized I was not good at math. I was like, okay, time to put the book down and just adopt a whole bunch of animals and have a zoo. But um, yeah, and comparisons, especially as a black woman at a PWI so hard because most black women who go to a PWI or go to a school like this or go to like Columbia, NYU, Harvard, Yale, et cetera, et cetera, it's kind of like, oh, you were like that one smart black girl. Yeah, you were you were one of them. You were you were the smart one. And then now you go to this school, this really good school. And that's how, you know, I was perceived in high school as well. At both of my high schools, you were like that those few smart black girls and everything. And then now it's kind of just like, um, you compare yourself a lot to people who don't look like you and don't come from the same backgrounds as you. And it's hard to do that. Like, if I went to Spelman and be like, okay, girl, like, we we see each other. And I don't think I would compare myself to other Black women there because I feel like at the end of the day, we kind of all have the same mindset of, like, success as a Black woman, success in whatever field we're into, and we uplift each other. Whereas here, I don't feel... I feel uplifted by my friends personally, especially the friends I have now, but I don't feel uplift, like, you don't feel systematically uplifted, and you don't feel the vibe, and the vibe is, like, not there, but, you know, at HBCUs, um, I'm pretty sure the vibe is there, and I wouldn't feel the need to compare myself a lot to people over there, but um, over here, it feels like you have to, like, kind of compare yourself as a black woman. Sometimes even as a woman. Actually, no. Because this school really doesn't have a lot of men. But <laughs> as a black woman. And, um, you know, it makes you kind of realize at the end of the day that, you know, you as a black woman, that already sets you apart. But it already gives you an advantage in, wor- in the world. Because, you know, it shows that you are determined and you are versatile and et cetera, et cetera. And you can do things beyond what other people think you can do my friend Maya and I were talking about how like to me my race is an afterthought but to other people it's the first thing they think and sometimes at PWIs it's the first thing that they think and I think it's wrong I think they really should um really uplift a lot of people of color here at the school not just black women but a lot of people of color and I believe that at the end of the day Being a black woman at PWI does come with comparisons. Maybe people compare themselves to you. Maybe you compare yourself to other people. I know I've done it academically, not any other way, but academically. And you you have to realize that we come from different places and we have different mindsets. But at the end of the day, we were all smart enough, smart enough to get into the school. And um, you just have to have to work for it. And to my fellow black women out there, I just want to say that comparison is a thief of joy i don't want you to compare yourself to anyone else academically just know that you were in your own lane and you were doing amazing you have so many people out there in your respective fields that uplift you and that are ready for you to come into there they want to see more black women they want to see more women of color in their fields they want to see more diversity okay so don't ever compare yourself to other to these other people just keep doing you especially if you're comparing yourself to someone who's not even in the same school as you who's not even in the same programs as you just keep up the good work yeah
So that's really all I have for today. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast today. This was really, really interesting to really talk about and to really dive in. And I really hope you guys understood where I was coming from, especially with my own personal journey, but how you can like um, understand and relate and reflect on it as well with your own lives. And I hope this really does help someone out there. And I hope this really helps my other black women that do go to PWIs as well. And yeah, that's all I really have to say for today. Thank you for watching. And um, my socials, yay. Um, my socials are at Miyamari with two I's, M-A-U-R-I-I on Instagram and TikTok. And then my podcast ones are Project 6 Pod on both Instagram, TikTok, and X, formerly known as Twitter. And then with my new marketing agency, it is called Moza, M-O-Z-Z-A-A Agency, um, on Instagram. So thank you guys so much, and I can't wait to see you guys again, and I can't wait to talk to you guys more about my life and how it reflects and pertains to your life. And I really hope you guys really enjoy this. So thank you so much, and I will see you guys later. Bye. 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 <laughs> okay, bye. I have to go to brunch now. <laughs> bye. All right. Hi guys. Um welcome back to Project 6 podcast is the last podcast of the year, which is kind of crazy. Um I don't know. I'm so excited. This is an audio only podcast for today solely because I'm home right now. I'm not in my studio. And when I mean home, I mean my family's home. Um, I'm not in North Carolina, so I can't like just film in my room. And obviously I'm in my own room here, but it's just so much work, so much setup. And I just feel like I would like to end the year how I started my podcast, which is audio only right now. Um, and then when we, once we get back to New York City, which I get back to New York City on January 14th, um, I'll start going back to studio or alternating between studio and home. But I definitely want to be in the studio more because next year is very exciting. <laughs> um, but we'll talk about that more towards the end of the podcast. Um, I need to stop saying um. I learned that in my etiquette classes growing up that it's not good to say um well in a presentation. So that's why I try not to say it a lot in my presentations at school. (laughs) But speaking of school, we are going to be talking about a recap of my sophomore year, my first semester sophomore year, as well as a recap of this year as a whole. And it ties into it to each other together, obviously, because, you know, sophomore year start August 2023. And the whole year is 2023. And I'm really excited to talk to you guys about this. And maybe this can resonate with some of you guys with your, uh, maybe your first year of college, maybe your last year of college, maybe you're a junior right now studying abroad or coming back from studying abroad, or maybe you're a sophomore just like me, or maybe you're in high school and you're you're just wondering how college is like in New York City, because I'm wondering the same thing half the time too because uh, <laughs> it's a very interesting world to be in going to college up there but i th- i would i think that we should get started on basically a little recap of our year 
So first we have um, me being more secure with my academics. That was a really big thing that I was like lacking my first year of college was being secure with my academics because I feel like I was not. I had imposter syndrome a lot because I was always wondering, which guys, there's a podcast that I have called imposter syndrome from freshman year that you should really go listen to. Um, but I had that a lot. And on that podcast, I did speak about how me having it affected my performance in time because I felt like I had to do this as well, this well enough um, to be on the level of this student or do this and do that. But, you know, I had to realize over time, especially this semester, I had to realize I'm like, wait, no, we're all in different majors. We're all doing different things after college. Some of us may go to grad school. Some of us may go to law school, med school etc etc and um i don't know even engineering we i think we have a thing with columbia that's what i heard we have an engineering thing i don't know but um things like that and it made me realize that um like comparing myself to people does not get me anywhere especially in college with my academics because at the end of the day we all have different majors, we all have different minors, we're all in different schools at our colleges, and we don't have to perform the same way in a class, because maybe this class is more geared towards our major than others. Um, I know I took the introduction level of my major class this semester, which is explorations in new media and digital design which is my major new media and digital design with a concentration in commerce and a minor in marketing at our gabelli school of business and um i got a 95 in the class because it's something that i naturally excelled at and it was also a pretty easy class and i really liked the professor and she was also so down to help all the time 100 so i was really happy about that um and maybe some people, I don't know if some people didn't do well or not in the class because I really didn't really speak to much people in the class and everything. I only spoke to really honestly like one person and everything in the class. So it's different because that class is a class I had to take for my major. Whereas in anthropology, which um, a girl I knew in anthropology She's an anthropology major. She had to take that. I didn't have to take anthropology. I took it because it was a social science. But it weighs differently for her to do well in that class than it weighs for me. Because, you know, we all have, like, our cumulative GPA, our major, and our minor GPA. My major GPA, she's near 4.0. But that's not that's not my cumulative. That's my major GPA. Um, and, um, you know, in anthropology, I got a really good grade in the class and everything it kind of sucked though because I had an A all semester and then it just went down to B plus because of the final (laughs) I'm like oh my god I hate when that happens because other people tell me about that too in their classes like they get it they have an A a steady A all semester and then the final and then just B plus and I'm like oh my god I I guys I literally cannot get out of the B plus A minus A range for like everything like my my gpa is just like between literally like all of that so yeah that's the thing like that's also another thing like um with my academics and being more secure in it i've kind of taken more privacy when it comes to my gpa because 
I don't know if I said this before. I think I said this in my last podcast last week, but like in high school, everyone was saying the GPA like it was like a scarlet letter or like, you know, that one Drake tattoo that was on that woman's head on the internet a couple years ago. It was like that, like on your forehead, it'd be like, okay, 4.25, 4.3, 3.5, et cetera, et cetera. And now I take my GPA, like it's it's very private towards me now very private and um I always just tell people I'm like it's between the b plus a range (laughs) that's all I say I'm like it's just between that range let's just call it a day (laughs) because like you know it's the truth like most college students have a GPA around that range so I want to just say that (laughs) and um that's yeah because with like keeping that private I don't know I never really cared I guess like high school kind of changed my perception of caring so much about if I get what is it called because high school I graduate summum cum laude even though my transcript was said number one in the class eh. but I graduate summum cum laude and then they have magna cum laude and they have cum laude I do not care a graduation if I get summa magna or just cum laude because it's so much different in college than I think it was in high school because in high school I think to get summa was like a oh I think it was at my old school I believe it was like a ooh I think it was like a 4.25 or higher then at my other high school it was a 3.8 or higher and then so on so forth like magna was I think between like a 3.5 to like a four point like I don't remember I don't remember but um yeah (laughs) yeah so I really just I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to this when I'm a senior and I'm gonna be like what did she just say but I mean it's the truth like I honestly really don't care guys because I'm being real with you guys on here because this is my podcast and I want you guys to relate to me as much as possible but I'm being real on here I don't care um I could be number one in the class right now and no one would care no one knows no one cares um but I don't care if I graduate with those distinctions because high school taught me not to care I remember having that realization on graduation day I was like wait a minute we're all graduating and some of us are doing amazing things and we're not summa cum laude or we're not valedictorian and it kind of made me realize I'm like okay wait I'm still gonna try in college but I also know I'm not gonna bust my butt to just get academic validation at 22 years old because that's not what I want for myself I want to be able to have a steady job and career after college but hey girl like if I like you know if I am summa cum laude a valedictorian magna cum laude that's amazing like yeah and guys I'm not projecting right now okay I'm doing fine academically. (laughs) I really am. So I'm just saying, like, I'm just being, like, real with you guys um, because it makes me reflect on how much I craved academic validation in high school and how much I don't crave it as much anymore. Of course, it sucks when you have an A all semester, you get a B plus in a class, but that's, like, the little ounce of academic validation I kind of crave. Like, everything else is, like, okay, long as the GPA goes up or long as it stays the same, da-da-da-da, A's outweigh the B's, I'm fine. So that was a big thing when it came to like a big realization of me being more, um, what's that word? Ugh. What's that word? 
oh, secure in my academics was that. One is one of the things was that academic validation at the end of the day. Another thing was the majors, how everyone is so different. So I shouldn't compare myself to anyone else. And I barely know people in my own major anyway. So it's not like I'm comparing myself to other people in my major. I just know people in my minor. And I love my minor as well. My minor is marketing because I love it. And since I started like my little marketing agency, I'm like, this is perfect for me because I would love to do more with the agency when I learn more. Taking marketing classes next semester. Guys, I'm taking marketing principles. I'm so excited. It's a Tuesday night class. And if you know me, you know I love the long classes at my school. Um, I hate the twice a week classes. I love the long ones because also next, well, yeah, this upcoming semester, I only have Monday, which is like full of classes. And then Tuesday, I have no class until later in the afternoon. Wednesday, no class. Thursday, I have like one class. And then Friday, I have things with my scholarship. But um, yeah, I'm living large. But Mondays are going to suck. They are going to suck. And I know that for a fact. But you know what I'm going to do? You know, I'm going to suck it up because those classes, from what I see, don't require a lot of work. And hopefully, they're fun classes because they seem very hands-on. Like, guys, I'm doing coding for three hours on a Monday. But it's going to be really fun because it's going to make me get up and make me start my week off fresh and everything. So but my first class of the day is French. So not really excited about French because I did well in French, guys. I really did. But um, I don't know. <laughs> I just want to keep up. Like, I just want to do like all A's next semester and just be happy. And yeah, you guys know, you guys know that one thing from Mean Girls. They were like, um, I just want us to be happy and sprinkles and roses and stuff like that and then the guy who plays what's his name damien he was like she doesn't even go here that's what i sound like right now she doesn't even go here um no no you know what i think is so crazy because of that i need to like get back on the second like go on the second topic but this is the last thing about the first topic is that like people at other colleges they literally go into other people's classrooms and i'm like what but I have to remember that they literally have big lecture halls. Like, we have big lecture halls, too. But, like, I think it's just so crazy. I kind of wish my college had big lecture halls because, you know, it makes it easier to, like, get a good grade in the class because the teacher is, like, ugh, so many people. I don't care. I've been in the chem one at my school, the chemistry one, and I've been in, like, the big one. And, like, you guys know that one building on – Roseville campus I'm not gonna say it on here but I've been in there and you could easily just sit in there with a friend while they're in a lecture speaking of a lecture um the, the pre-law symposium thing is in there and if you guys didn't know this <laughs> I am on the pre-law track um just because of I used to like my old major was on it and I just kind of kept it because I was like yeah what out whatever um it's really cute on my degree works by the way but um luckily there's no required classes because I'll be really bummed out but I think my senior year I'm going to take the symposium for fun but I don't think I want to take it anymore because I just had the thought in my head that it's literally for law school admissions they're gonna be like why is a senior in here um I don't know maybe I'll take a junior year I don't know I do want to end up taking the LSAT Mm. (sighs) I say that and then I get the Princeton review book in the mail from Amazon and I don't review it. So we don't know if I'm going to take the LSAT or not, but I don't know. 
my I don't even want to go to law school law school is like my plan I don't know I do definitely want to go but I want to go for the fun of it and to learn more about law but not to practice law but maybe if I end up liking it I'm like hey I want to like go to law school but I want to go to law school after I'm like establishing my career and everything so it's like part-time law school not full-time because girl I can't do full-time um we should go to our next topic because I'm on a little tangent about this and it's been a couple of minutes our next topic is making more friends I love making new friends guys 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 I made so many amazing friends this semester it's actually kind of crazy and I'm actually so happy that I'm able to like just share this with you guys I'm just smiling ear to ear blushing right now because I made so many new friends this semester um I'm just telling you guys how my semester went so far came into college with the same old friends left the semester with amazing new friends and I'm very happy about that because I learned a lot about myself as a woman as a student as a black woman and as a black woman going to PWI you have to surround yourself around people that reflect you as a person and sometimes you know it takes time finding those people once you find these people you gotta like hold on to them honestly you really have to and being a black woman at a pwi it's hard but once you find the right people you will really stick by them and you will really hold on to them and i think that was really a highlight of my semester for sure was being around people that really uplifted me and supported me and wanted to go out and do amazing things in the city and you know like I supported them we were we reciprocated the same energy that's what I'm saying and I love it I, I absolutely love that I found people like that and I'm so 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 incredibly grateful and I don't really know what else to say about the friends topic um my advice I guess on this topic would be um when you know you know that's all I have to say. When you know, you know. And it may hurt when you know, you know. But everything happens for a reason. Everything good happens for a reason. You may not think it's good. But it's good. And that's the quote I live by all the time. Everything happens for a reason. So don't sweat it. Making friends is so incredible and so amazing. And I got so much closer with some people this year from last year and I made new friends and I'm just like oh my god like I'm so happy like I met B this year if you guys don't know B get on the train um B is my friend um we actually went random for our suite because we both live in a single in our campus apartment building and I think it's the invisible string theory like B needs to come on this podcast like B, if you're listening to this, you're going to come on the podcast, like, because we need to, like, talk about some topics. I think I, like, mentioned some to you <laughs> before, but I feel like it's, like, the invisible strength theory, because we talked about this before, how, like, we both lived on the same floor, but we didn't know each other our freshman year, and then we were in the random singles, and then we just became, like, friends, and I think she's, like, the realest girl I've ever met, and she's so calm, and so sweet, and I'm, like, she's like such a such a breath of fresh air 
and I like how B loves similar things to me. Like, I thought I loved old movies a lot until B introduced me to more older movies and more classic books and more classic bands and stuff like that. And I'm like, wait, no, like, oh my God, you like the same things I like, but then you're also teaching me more and I love it. I love B's style. It's so incredible and so amazing. And, you know, it's like, I feel like it's like similar to mine. It's very like classy New York City young adult type of stuff it's gorgeous it's beautiful so meeting friends like B meeting people like B really does make all like the brouhaha of like other people just go away and I've met so many more friends this year like my friend Hallie and Bella and Jaden and I didn't meet them this year I I knew them last year (laughs) but I feel like I've started to like get closer with them and our friendships and speak to them more and it really warms my heart it really does and also I've started to talk to more people at Rose Hill the other campus or the Fordham campus like my friend Dylan and my my other friend Janina and I started to take appreciation for the good people around me and I'm like name dropping right now but if they listen to this just know that I really truly do appreciate that. <laughs> so, yeah. I really like the advice I just have for friends is you know, you know. When you know, you know. So, and just surround yourself with amazing people that uplift you and that value you and respect you. And I really hope you guys already have friends like that or this makes you realize that you need to have friends like that. And yeah. Let's move on to the next topic. <laughs> Um, the next topic is being more comfortable with living in New York City. Don't worry, guys. We have two more topics after this, and then you guys can move on with your lives. Or if you're already doing something like driving or whatever, um, hey, I'm in the car with you. (laughs) But, um, yeah, being more comfortable with living in New York City, that was a big thing that I learned this semester. Um, I guess you can also kind of tie that into more of this year as well um yeah so earlier this year I became yeah a little bit more comfortable with living in the city because I came back for spring semester I love spring semester of college I don't know why I hate fall semester I hate fall semester I don't know why the only good thing about fall semester is that they have better classes but I hate it because it's warm and you know it's gonna get cold whereas like in spring semester you know it's gonna get warm and then after that it's summer two months off from school having the time of your life and or maybe doing internship but it's still warm everywhere in the world basically at that point um but yeah I became more accustomed with living in New York City and also became a little bit more outgoing and more appreciative of my surroundings and everything and then summertime hit and I loved summer in the city part of me like love I have like a love-hate relationship with it because if you know me, you know I love to travel and I don't like to be in the same place for six months at a time. And so that's probably why I love being home right now for winter break. So I'm like, I'm home for almost a month, but I'm not even home for the whole month. I'm home for like two weeks and then I leave for Savannah next week and I leave for San Diego the week after. So it's like, technically I'm not home, but I'm here, but I'm not in New York City. So like, anyway, so I love summer here, but I was like, 
New York City, but I was like, oh, I want to like travel and do this and that more and everything. So I kind of like learned more about what I wanted to do or where I wanted to travel. So I ended up traveling to Boston for this for a little bit in the summer. Ended up traveling to Canada for a little bit. I went to Disney World. Um, where else did I go in the summer? I don't remember, but I did like a few good things in the summer. The only reason why I stayed in New York City for the summer was because I had um, classes. I took my last philosophy and my last science core. Yes. Will I ever do that again? Probably not. But it was a good experience to have as a freshman because every year I try to like make something of my summer. Like last summer was staying in New York City for the first time at 18 years old. 19 years old, excuse me, and um, enjoying a New York City summer for the first time and then taking extra classes because that's amazing and it will help you in the long run. And then the next, this upcoming summer, you know, hopefully doing something productive with my life and stuff like that. And then the summer after that is my last summer and I have certain obligations, but also, you know, obviously internships and stuff like that and everything. And, um, yeah. So, um, coming back from summertime and coming to New York City, I was like gung-ho. I was like ready because I felt so much more confident and myself about being a student in New York City. And honestly, I think the show Sex and City really had a lot to do with that. I'm not going to lie. Because I started watching Sex and City when I came back to school this past semester. And I was like, oh my god, like they can handle New York City. They can handle the men here. Then so can I. Even though the show was like 20 years ago. Still, so can I. And it really like made me gain a lot of confidence as a young woman here in the city. But also once again ties back to the friends and who you surround yourself with like going out to new places and your friends and trying like different foods from your friends culture and different traditions from their culture but also like and let them embracing mine and everything because new york city is such a big like culturally diverse place and everything so it was very nice to be able to do that like my friend wakaba wakaba's from japan and I love doing things with Wakaba. And also, she's very outgoing. So she loves doing the, the art galleries and finding new places to eat in the city. And I'm like, girl, I love it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, like, yeah. The people, I would definitely say, yeah, bottom line, the people I surrounded myself with definitely did help out with me being more outgoing and me being more secure with being a woman a young adult in the city and also as a black woman in the city because you know you don't see a lot of black people in the city who are very well off and you don't see a lot of black people in the city who have this and have that so it's really important for me as a black woman to kind of like prove those people wrong that are like oh yeah black people only deserve to be in one part of the city or they deserve or they're supposed to be in like one job for them you know and you know, I don't want, I don't want, I, I want to prove them wrong. That's basically what I'm saying. I don't, I want to prove them wrong. There's nothing else more to that. Um, but also know I'm comfortable in my own skin and I'm a baddie at the end of the day. Um, also another thing with being more comfortable being a college student in the city, if you're going to be a college student in the city or if you are one right now, definitely do this. Go to places alone. Go to places uh alone i started going to the park alone 
I started going, this was, like, I started going to the park alone, like, in summer and, like, spring semester, but also this semester, too. But, like, this is for the whole year, because I've been doing this all year. But going to the park alone, going to go get coffee alone, sitting at a coffee shop alone sometimes. It's really good, especially in the summer. And then going to the movies alone. Guys, you don't understand how much I love going to the movies alone. It's so therapeutic. Like, I used to need someone to go to the movies with me, like, all the time. But I kind of sometimes don't want people to come with me to the movies. Unless I ask them, like, hey, do you want to go see this new movie with me? Because I know you're interested in it, too, as well. Um, Like, this year, I went to go see, like, with people, I went to go see... um. Beyonce's Renaissance, and then I saw The Little Mermaid, and then I saw Barbie. And the movies I saw alone for for sure, even though this came out in 2022, for sure I remember seeing Avatar alone. That was my first like um movie I wanted to see. Like, you know how when you're itching to see a movie? It was like that first movie I was itching to see, and I saw it alone. And that was a really good experience. I can't remember the other ones I saw alone, but I know I saw some alone in the summer. Definitely for sure. But I literally cannot remember. But Avatar was kind of like the first time I went to the movies alone. I think that's why I remember it so much. But that kind of solidified me going to the movies alone because I love it. And it's so therapeutic. Like it's amazingly therapeutic to me. And I just love the idea of just sitting there in the dark and just eating McDonald's. (laughs) or pizza because I take food from outside and bring it in because uh movie theater food is expensive and I just sit there and just watch things by myself and just eat it and then just leave and go to sleep and I absolutely loved doing that I also oh that's the thing I did also alone this year too I went to concerts alone this year y'all I went to go see SZA alone and I went to go see Beyonce alone And when I tell you I was petrified by seeing these people alone, because they have a huge fan base, and most of their fan bases mostly consist of Black women. And Black women are the least judgmental people on earth. So I was a little scared because I was like, oh my God, like, I'm here alone. I'm a Black woman, and I don't know anything. And, you know, like, I don't want them to be like, like, I don't like I was just so afraid but like the thing about black women being the most least judgmental people on earth that they are the nicest people and I can definitely say that as a lovely black woman that they are the nicest people so I was really embraced by a lot of people who are either black or people of color at these concerts and everything but I was very scared um that should be a podcast topic going to concerts alone (laughs) I should really make that a topic actually I'm gonna like write that down after this episode but yeah that's one of the things that I really did um this year was spending a lot of alone time and I think that's something that's really important to do especially when you are in a big city but also if you're a person of color in a big city also explore places that maybe have a different culture to you or maybe a similar culture to you like me I'm African-American so Harlem has a big African-American historical culture and um going to go enjoy things like that and also if you are african-american immersing yourself in more things around your culture too like um uh the brooklyn museum 
I love going to their first sun Saturdays things. And then also I need to go to their Spike Lee exhibition. So that'll probably be one of the big things I'm going to go to when I come back to New York City. And then another thing is a black woman is joining certain like Instagrams, like uh, networking while black and stuff like that. Because it really does help out with you finding other successful black people in the industry or people you just want to connect with and talk to and everything, especially as a college student living in the city. Definitely 100%. And so our second to last topic is finding self-confidence in myself as a woman. This is an amazing topic to really talk about because my self-confidence at the beginning of this year was very low, extremely low. Now, at the end of the year, it is extremely high and it's amazing. I'm so incredibly thankful for the journey that this year has brought me, but also the ups and downs that has plagued, you know, this year for me. my confidence at the beginning of this year was not the best because once again the people that I surrounded myself around um and then this semester really helped out with that because it made me realize that I shouldn't really put up with certain things that plagued me for a really long time and once again like I say as a black woman going to PWI I've been saying this I have a literally I have a podcast about it guys like I have a I think it's called POC no POC at a PWI I have a podcast about it but how it was isolating and it is isolating sometimes to be the only black woman in a room the only black woman in a class the only black woman in a meeting the only black woman sitting in a cafeteria the only black woman on your floor. It's isolating. It's it's isolating sometimes. And it really drags on your self-confidence because you're like, oh my God, like what did I get myself into? Do I have to assimilate? If I don't assimilate, will they hate me? Da-da-da. Like what am I going to do in this situation? And it took a lot of self-growth. I don't know how it happened, but a lot of self-growth happened this December when I had to do some things that I did not want to do, but I knew it was better for myself. And a lot of self-growth, a lot of quiet time. And it made me realize that at the end of the day, as a woman and as a black woman, I can't put up with certain things anymore. And I can't let certain things be the norm in my life anymore. And sometimes you just have to realize the problem realize that the bacteria is there get the get the little thing scoop it out and then just like put it in a biohazard bag and just like throw it out in the hospital trash can because it's true and a lot of things really plague our lives as a as black women and as women and everything for my other women on here my women of color on here listening even my men on here listening you know it it plagues our lives so the thing that I really had to do was kind of like reevaluate my surroundings. And some people maybe think like, why is she talking about this? And I'm like, this is what happened during my year. I don't know what happened in your year, but this is what happened to me. And I'm doing this to give advice to other people. And once again, I have to say, you have to reevaluate your surroundings and know that 
some things are dragging you down rather than lifting you up in your surroundings. And sometimes that can be stationary things in your room. Clutter. Sometimes it could be people. Sometimes it could be food. Sometimes it could be your routine, etc., etc. But those things drag you down. So in order to lift yourself up and become more confident, you have to invest in yourself. Invest in your room. Invest in your, your diet. Invest in your appearance, your friends. Well, you making friends, but also investing in your friends is nice too. But you know what I mean. Those all equal to becoming more confident as a woman. And I still have a long way to go. But I think what really helped a lot was like also investing in how I view myself and myself as a whole, not physically, but more so in my head, psychologically, subconsciously too. And that took a lot of strength to do. But at the end of the day, I am a very happy and very well-rounded woman woman at the end of this year. I'm very, very happy. And I don't say that a lot. And I have not said that a lot in this past year. But I'm a really happy and extremely lucky woman to come out of this year with this mindset. 100%. And yeah, that's really all I have to say for that topic. The last topic is establishing more for myself. This year, I started the podcast and I'm ending with a podcast, and I'm extremely proud of myself for that. I was a little inconsistent with my podcast this year. Yes, I know, but we are working on it, and we are going to be more consistent. I'm going to release every Saturday. I'm going to release in the studio. I'm going to release at home with the videos and everything. We are going to be more consistent with the marketing. We're going to be more consistent with getting my name out there, because I was telling my friend Julian today, you know, texting him. Julian lives in LA. Shout out to my LA people. But it's so much harder to get your foot in the door if you don't already have a big following. It's so much harder. So that's why I'm like, okay, I need to do this. I need to do that. Because I want this podcast to be a success. I truly want it to be a success. And I know in order for it to be a success, I have to continuously post. I have to continuously upload. I continuously market it. But I know at the end of the day, it may seem annoying to people sometimes. I hope it's not annoying because, you know, it shouldn't be annoying to the right people. But at the end of the day, I know it's it's the pathway for success for this podcast. It's it's stringing me on for success, for a successful podcast. And so that's what I want to say to all of you that establishing myself this year was something that really solidified a lot for next year. Next year, I'm so career driven and focused whether it is my like what I'm going to school for or it's my podcast I'm so focused on like my career and also myself as a woman and also valuing like making more friends networking stuff like that because I'm turning 20 next year but I feel like I'm 30 and this makes me think like okay if I have this mindset at 20 what is my mindset going to be at 30 and hopefully in 10 years you know, get your money up, not your funny up, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but um, also at 20, like I established a podcast, but I also established a marketing agency, which is insane. Like guys, I'm literally doing a whole LLC and everything for it. Like this thing is like legit, like le- le- legit. <laughs> and it's something that I've always wanted to do. And I always told myself, I was like, yeah, start it in college, start it in college. I never did. 
And then while I still am in college, but I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to start before I'm 20. So I'm starting before I'm 20 because that's something that I want to do for the year. I want to do things that sets me up for the rest of my life. And that's the advice I have for you guys when it comes to establishing things for yourself. If you want to do something, do it now. Set yourself up for success because, you know, I always had a thing like saying like, oh, like I'll start the podcast when I'm ready. I'll start the business when I'm ready. You're never going to be ready. You are never going to be ready. And once again, it's the opposite of when you know, you know, because when you know, you know, it's kind of like an intuition thing. But like with this is like, dude, do it now. Have the establishment now and then work it up from there. And that's what I'm doing with my podcast. And that's what I'm doing with my agency. And it's so weird saying my agency, my business and everything. But it's like, it's literally mine. It doesn't, it, it feels like a case of imposter syndrome. It's like, why me at, a 19, at 19 has a business? It's crazy. I don't really have much to my name behind this business. But I know that it's going to be a success. And I'm going to have amazing i'm an amazing year and beyond with the same thing with my podcast i can feel it like this year is going to be amazing and that's a thing that i have to really say to myself but also to you guys that establishing yourself with whatever you want to do please do it i have some friends who are establishing like film productions i have some friends who are establishing music careers modeling careers writing careers establish it do it do it be an influencer be a singer, be a model, do it. Because at the end of the day, you will think yourself in 10 years. I know we're all going to be extremely successful and extremely amazing people, but establish yourself is the first thing. I scroll on TikTok all day looking at the little new things about self-help and finances and everything and talk to my parents about it, do my Pinterest boards and everything. But if you don't actively make the step to do it, what are you doing? Like get off your butt and work. Like, Kim Kardashian said but though it's true like establish yourself as a person because at the end of the day you're gonna think yourself when you are 30 in 10 years from now and it's crazy that in 10 years I'm going to be 30 years old so my 20s is about building the bread up um my own bread my own bread my bread <laughs> um, we're not sharing bread I'm kidding no. but yeah building my own bread you know yeast and let it uh rise Sorry, my like recording thing fell. But yeah, that's basically what I have to tell you guys right now. And I hope you guys really take a lot from this podcast episode, considering that it is the last one of the Jordan year. If you don't know Jordan is, it's Michael Jordan. He's the worst 23. It's 2023. I give the program. But um, yeah, I hope you guys really enjoyed this podcast. And I hope this resonated with a lot of you guys about... um. The points I said and how it resonates with your life and I really really hope this helps and I would love to hear more from you guys and I just love to yeah just honestly just hear more because like y'all you guys are fantastic and amazing and I had such an amazing year growing my podcast with you guys and I can't wait to see what next year is and I'm, I'm so excited for the podcast but I'm also so excited for the agency you know the agency is like not as established this year so I really don't have like clear vision for it but I'm really excited to like get it off the ground and I'm so excited for you guys to come on that journey with me with Moza which is my agency and also Project 6 podcast so I hope you guys have an amazing 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 new year also 
<sighs> Merry belated Christmas. I guess you can say that. Like, happy belated birthday. And happy Kwanzaa, y'all. Happy Kwanzaa to my African Americans out there. And also happy belated Hanukkah to all my lovely, lovely people who celebrate Hanukkah. And just remember that um, the world is beautiful. And we should have peace and harmony in this world. And I just wish for peace. And that's my New Year's wish. World peace and yeah. Because everyone deserves peace in their life. Whether it's personally or socio-politically. Everyone deserves peace and harmony and blessings. So yes. Um, oh, let me plug the socials now. <laughs> um, my personal Instagram is Miyamari. M-I-A-M-A-U-R-I-I. Um, same thing with my TikTok as well as my um my podcast Instagram and TikTok is Project Six Pod. Um that's also the handle for my Twitter for now known as X. And then for my agency it is Moza M-O-Z-Z-A uh agency on Instagram. And yeah, that's also, oh yeah. And then if you want to like, if you're watching the YouTube version or you want to watch YouTube versions of the podcast, this will not be on YouTube solely because it's only audio only. But if you want to go watch the other ones, um, the YouTube is Miyamari, M-I-A-M-A-U-R-I, just one I. But anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. And I really hope you guys enjoyed. And I will see you guys in the new year, literally on the flip side, which is kind of crazy. And I pray that your 2024 is full of blessings and amazing, amazing endeavors for you. And always remember, like, uh, protect yourself spiritually, of course. Like, deflect that evil eye. Those who wish evil on you, let it get back to the sender. Da, 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 because I always say that when I say good things about myself. Because there's some grimy people out here, guys. There are some grime. There's some stragglers. Some crawlers. Some, ugh. But yeah, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, that's all I want to say. Um, keep yourself spiritually protected, divinely protected, and whatever you believe in. And just make sure you have an amazing new year. And I don't want to put it on the mic because it's going to be really sad because it's the end of the year. But I know it has to be the end. But okay. Bye, guys. See you later.